You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, are you ready to have another fun day of talking about running back value? Because I am. I cannot wait. Oh my god! I mean, I just got off. I just got off recording the Best Coast Boys podcast, talking about the same thing. And it's not like we haven't been talking about this all summer and or since Zeke has gotten drafted. So, I guess so. Why not? Yes. Man, I, I think it started like in 2016. Yeah. I remember you and. Joey talking about I, we had a mm-hmm. podcast about it. this was my first ever appearance on the uh, it was the was Blogging probably, the yeah, Boys podcast yes, do, do you remember, remember this that, actually yes we were we were talking about you guys were trying to convince me why Elliot was a better pick than Jalen Ramsey and I think from that day on uh, I kind of just dug my yeah. heels in and there's there's really man there's really no reason to to stray from that opinion now but I I don't <laughs> want to talk about Zeke uh, too much today. Uh, so let's go ahead and get to your Twitter questions. Are you I, ready, Landon? I am ready, and I can't wait to see what kind of different ways they formed the same question about running back value. Uh, our first question comes from our friend at Cowboys Nation. Uh, he's wanting to know if the Melvin Gordon uh, holdout uh, trade demand will have any impact on Ezekiel Elliott. <sighs> <laughs> It took all of 15 seconds to get a seat question. I, I, I do think this is a relevant one because uh, uh, Melvin Gordon is, I believe he's on the fifth-year yeah. option, and I believe he's being paid like uh, 6 or $7 million for this final year, um, and he wants a new contract, and he has now requested a trade or a new contract extension. Um, I, it does feel like, unless the Cowboys get a deal done with Elliott, you know, sometime between now and next offseason, we're going to be kind of going through the same thing with Zeke, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so, right? I, I, it feels like it feels like the talk will at least probably be similar. I don't know what the relationship is between Melvin Gordon and the team. Like, I don't know what the dynamic is there, but I know. Well, let's be clear too. I think I think the Cowboys are going to have less concerns about paying Elliott in, in, compared to Gordon because I don't think Gordon's ever played a sixteen-game oh, yeah. season. No, for the and, and, they, and and frankly, they should. I mean, uh, you know, because I think I, I think that up. you. I mean, obviously, the suspension is being one thing, but uh, you know, Zeke has not really shown any kind of indication that he's injury prone at heart or that he can get injured, <laughs> um, and. Oh, I think he can get injured, but I man, mean, he's really tough. Nuts. He'll play through just it's about just everything. Nuts. His superpower is is you know the inability to be injured. Um, right. He, you know, I think that the, the 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 relationship between the Jerry and Zeke matters here too, right? Like, I, I think I, agree. I think that's I agree. more kind of what I was getting at. But I think you're right too. I mean, just from a standpoint of. You know, Melvin missed two whole seasons basically due to injuries, 
and Zeke, you know, uh, has missed a, a handful, half half season worth of games because of the suspension. But you know, I think mm-hmm. ultimately, and really, that that whole season was kind of a lost season, really, for him because you know that hung over his head the entire season until it finally didn't. So, oh, yeah. uh, I think for the Cowboys, and, and, you know, the, the only benefit for that is that I, I think it showed a lot of goodwill. Uh, from the Cowboys towards towards Zeke, which I think you know, hopefully Zeke and his team are going to remember when it comes to contract negotiation time. Um, so we'll mm-hmm. see. I mean, I don't know if that's actually going to amount to anything or, or play out that way, but I think that it, it has an influence because it, it is kind of the, I guess, the roadmap for what Zeke would do if if he wanted to, you know, make it that much of an issue um and and to be honest i wouldn't blame him if he did because i i think running backs in general are seeing the way the market is going and they should be getting their value now because i think they're you know holding out for a long-term contract is not a good career move for running back um so well let's play it on this side if you were the cowboys and landon you were the 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 front office. How would you handle this Elliott extension? You know, or holdout potentially coming. What What would you do with it? I, I'm of the camp that I think that both ways can work. I, I, you know, I definitely see the people that talk about uh, running backs. You know, don't matter, which I again think is extreme oversimplification of what is actually going on. But, I, but can I really quickly on that point because I think some people are getting lost on that. When, when people say running backs don't matter, I think that gets confused with running doesn't matter because I, no, no, I completely no. yeah. disagree there. I, 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 I think running the ball is still really important in the league, and there's, it's still at times really effective and efficient. We're just saying that you can generally find players to, to run the ball. So yes, okay, so finding, I, I just saw somebody make that point yesterday that everybody thinks that we don't yeah, we don't want to run finding the ball. replacement level production from a run, that the running back position is very straightforward. I mean, and and, and it's mostly dictated okay. by blocking yes. and by scenario, right? I mean, I think that's what the yes. numbers will tell you. But having a truly great running back has a lot of value. Now, maybe it has less value to other teams. And that's the other thing that's difficult, I think, about this is that I think I'm also of the belief that this is a, you know, kind of an itch, a weird market because not everyone is going to value every player exactly the same, you know? I mean, really, the on- right. only players sure. that I think get valued similarly across the board, it, it might be quarterback. Because if you're shopping for a quarterback... You're shopping, maybe pass rushers. Yeah, I mean maybe, but even then, like I mean, I think some teams are going to want guys who can play the run, and some teams are going to not care about that That's as much. Some people That's are going to want people point. to drop. You know, I, I think the reason the quarterback does is because I think if you're shopping for a quarterback, you're likely shopping for a system too. So um, I, I, I just yeah. think that yeah. I just think that Zeke provides a level of stability. Uh, because he gives you such a baseline, you know what you're going to get from him week to week uh, if he's if he's on the field, right? Like, and on top of that, he's so versatile that he can do a whole bunch of different things. I just don't know, you know, I, I don't know that his full value has been on display yet. I think that's part of it um, because I don't know that he's been fully unleashed as a receiver the way that he probably can be. Um, 
I would like to see his average depth of target go up. You know, I'd like to see him get it downfield a little bit more. Just a not, you know, not a deep threat, but like running Texas routes as opposed to running, you know, dump offs mm-hmm. the line of scrimmage. I also, and I Slayers, think that you yeah. know his versatility and not having to. I don't know how to quantify the value of not t- uh, not tipping off what you're doing to the defense by by which running back you have in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like. You you can be mm. you can have Zeke in the game and anything is still on the table. When you do a running back by committee, a lot of times your tendencies, your tips, your tells, like they tell you based on who's what's running backs on the field, what the potential likely outcome is. So I think that's something that gets right. lost in this. So for me, <laughs> I don't know how we got off on this this part of the value part of it. I find I find enough value that for me I, I would probably sign I resign Zeke I'd try to get a a, a good deal from from him uh, and I would point out that we had been good to him um, but I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day he has value you know that is beyond the average running back and I also feel pretty confident that I'm going to get a return on my investment because he's so consistent. He's not injury prone, and he's still relatively young. And I just have a belief that he is the that he is the exception to the rule. And I think that you know that's the thing I, I said on the other podcast is that I, it's fine if you don't want to plan for the exception to the rule. That makes sense to me as a team building exercise. But it's not okay to ignore that the exception to the rule exists. And and Zeke Elliott is. Sure that Adrian Peterson type running back who I think can play in this league at a high level for a while. I, I, I struggle with this one because it's, it's hard. Me to it's really difficult. You let, it, yeah. It's really hard. Um, ultimately as a GM, what I probably would do is I would offer him a contract now that gives him a lot of guaranteed money, but maybe doesn't have the, you know, instead of getting the 15 million per year that Ty Gurley got, um, that you know the Rams can cut him after this year and basically have no money on the books. Give Zeke a three-year, thirty million dollar deal with twenty-eight million dollars guaranteed. So he's getting money right now. Um, will he take that? Probably not. But I'm at least offering that to him now, so he has, you know, he has a nice chunk of change uh, available to him because you never know. He could, he could get hurt this year, and all of a sudden those that that number comes right off the table. So. Um, let's go ahead and move real on. Quick, I don't want to talk will, about running backs. Real quick, one, it's, one it's last thing. I, I'll just add this too: the the risk about losing money on injury that you normally have with running back is not as much with Zeke. And, and people will point out, well, he could potentially be suspended, and and that would you know that would be essentially the equivalent. But it's not the equivalent because if he gets suspended, the Cowboys get that money back, and that's a big deal for for, mm-hmm. for the Cowboys. Yeah. So just yep. throwing that out there as well. Um, I liked uh, this next question from at QuackedUp76. Uh, but it's a, it's a great, great handle. Uh, bes- yeah. It's a great handle. Uh, besides division rivals, what team could sneak up and surprise the Cowboys this year? Uh, so basically, what on the team schedule. on their schedule? And the kind of there's a, there's another question that kind of goes with it. Uh, this one comes from Chandler Johnson. Uh, which game this season can the Cowboys use as a measuring stick to see if they are true Super Bowl contenders? Um, I'll go ahead and answer it first as you maybe kind of look at some of these. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys play the, the Patriots in late November. Uh, you're, you're playing the Super Bowl champs. You're playing the best team, you know, the, the best dynasty in all of football. 
Uh, that's obviously going to be a big one. Uh, the other one that I'm really looking at uh, occurs, based, I think it's a week later, uh, against the Bears in Chicago. Uh, that's in December. It's going to be cold. I'm really interested to see how the Cowboys play against the Bears because that's a really good defensive team with Matt Nagy's offense, which can do a bunch of different things. Uh, and then a, a, a week before or two weeks before the uh, Patriots game, they play the Vikings at Dallas. That's another good one. The Vikings have a great defense and two really good receivers. So a lot of interesting games this year for the Cowboys. But uh, Landon, give me a team that's going to be a measuring stick and then a team that could sneak up on a them. A team that's going to that could sneak sneak up on them. I mean, it's really tough because it's the cow the the, the teams they play fall under the categories of really good or really bad. <laughs> like there aren't a lot of like sure. you know, average teams here that they're playing. Um, I'd like the Jets. I, met, the I Jets would say that to me the uh, hmm. To me, I would think that the Bills are probably the team that mm-hmm. uh, is the team that could sneak up on you. And I think that and that's because Sean McDermott's the, a good head the coach. Test, it, that defense, I is think it's be ready early. I mean, I think you you play the Saints Week Four, and I mean that's as good. The Saints are as good as any team in the league, I think. So I think the Saints would be a, a pretty good early season test on giving you an idea of exact, just exactly what kind of, of team you've got. I like that one a lot. That's a good one. Um, man, I, I, this is actually the first time I'm really looking at the Cowboys' schedule. Um, if they can beat the Saints... It's not inconceivable that he start out the season four and zero. Yeah, that's a pretty good schedule. But that, that back end, Whew. holy cow! Between the Patriots, the Bills again, we, I kind of just mentioned the Bills as a team that's going to be kind of tough. Chicago in Chicago, uh, the Rams the following week, then at Philadelphia. I mean, that's just a brutal last month and a half of the season. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see where the Cowboys fall. I think we're going to know. Uh, you're going to know by the playoffs oh, what kind yeah. of team the Cowboys have because, my gosh, that's a, that's a they ridiculous schedule. Vikings? They won't be unproven Go ahead. As, 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 at all. Like They no. will be battle-tested no, 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 no. by the playoffs. Yeah, everybody's going to know exactly what the Cowboys are by the time we get to December. There's going to be no question about that. Um, this next question is really for you, Landon. Uh, this one comes from Adrian. Uh, any tips about training camp at Oxnard? Uh, I plan on being there and would like to know when and where I should go. I was trying to find my tweet earlier that I had. Uh, I think it was from uh, uh, from from yeah, a couple weeks ago. Anyways, it, it basically, I think the, the real secret is, you know, obviously you're going to need to get there early. Like, that's kind of just, you know, standard stuff for things like this where it's first come first serve if you want to find out uh you know find a good spot or 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 you know get in and 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 it depends on really what you want to do too that's the other thing let me let me go ahead and start there if you're getting there to you know get autographs to see the players if you're taking your family like if that's if it's like that kind of trip then i yeah definitely you should get there early try to get up along the fence um uh, it's you know it changes every year where things are, but usually if, if you can, you want to get on the far corner, the the side that's closest to the hotel. 
um, if you're trying to get autographs because that's what the players come out of. So there's a little opening in one of the corners nearest to the hotel. Go all the way up the fence as close as you can on those sides. I think usually you have to pay like 20 bucks or something extra to get to that other side of the field. Otherwise, it's free. Um, And then uh, that gives you access to the players. If you're trying to watch the players play, might. Or, or you're trying to watch practice and you know watch it for scouting value or whatever. Um, I recommend that you pay special attention to where the scissor lifts are. They have these uh, raising and lowering. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look like construction lifts, basically. Uh, and what they do is that they put the cameras on there, and then that's how they film practice to go back and watch it later. So they always put those lifts on the side of the field where the teams, uh, you know, 11 on 11s are going to be the 7 on 7s where where most of the main action is going to be they'll have the scissor list on that side of the field. So those are my my big tips, I guess. Um what drill do you find the most beneficial to watch at training camp? Like what 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 can you take out of uh, some of the drills? It really there? is dependent on what you're like looking at, but I mean, I think as far as I mean because it's not so much what drill it's about knowing what the drill is revealing. That's really the key. Is after mm-hmm. watching it over and over again, and, and and you know, and that was the first thing is learn watching these guys drill, and then kind of going back and trying to figure out what they're doing and why they're doing it. And then once you get an idea about that, then you can actually see what they're looking for. You know, so it's like you're watching Marinelli make people run around a hula hoop and you're like what what <laughs> what are you doing and what it is is that you're you're seeing how uh, the defensive ends ankles handle the flexion of going around a corner how they handle mm-hmm. the balance of 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 trying to get around the corner are they skittering out and losing their footing and sliding and slipping and falling then they're probably not going to have the ability to sharpen that edge around the corner it's you know it's stuff like that i think you, you, if you're going multiple days i definitely recommend going Seeing what you see, and then trying to go back online and learn about the drill that you saw, and and see exactly what's trying to be accomplished, and then that way, when you go back the next day, you are you know what you're looking at, you know what you're seeing, and then I think it's not that difficult to kind of figure out the best way to do it. Like if if you're watching <laughs> if you're watching the bag drill, and and Demarcus Lawrence is the guy. They should all look like Demarcus Lawrence, and if they don't, why not? You know, that's right. it's, it, you know, yep. it's that sort of thing. It's just kind of reverse engineering everything you're seeing, and and I think a lot of it is just seeing a lot of it over and over again, and that's why I think it helps to to go multiple years. Um, what is your favorite moment of being at Ch- Cowboys training camp? I'm sure you have a ton, but I want to know your your favorite moment of being out there and watching practice, like. Y- like into like a my favorite memory from from yeah what's your favorite man, memory yep. i mean i was there and like 15 feet away the day that uh des pointed out every single member of the defensive backfield and, and said that none of them could cover him that was a pretty amazing day it was a great day um you know were you there the day of the yep. fight? Was Which it, one? I I, I've been there for multiple fight. fights. Yeah, I mean, any time they played with, uh, practiced with the with you know another team, whether it be the Rams or the Raiders, uh, they they have a fight. So uh, yeah, 
Is it, I, I wonder if the coaches do that. On I purpose. think it's there's do, do something there. They just there. get these guys together so they can fight in camp. Maybe I think there's something there. I, I think it's mm. so there's something about not wanting to fight your own guys. You know, um, and, sure. and I, I would say the the whole. I, I, the one thing I think I will look back and remember the most is the whole process of what happened from when Romo got hurt to Dak. Like that, those practices, those first few practices, the practices before and the first few practices after Romo got hurt, watching Dak take that job was was one of the most like shocking and amazing things I think I've ever seen. No, I'm surprised that Jason Witten uh, play against the safety. Didn't Man, rank up I, yeah, there I will. Yeah, against what this uh, get this effing scrub off the field was is a pretty great moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was pretty great too. I mean, there's so uh, many. I mean, listening to Marinelli scream at guys is hilarious, and yeah, I mean, I, I had a nice conversation with uh, Columbo one day. Which was nice, like on the on the fence line while I was waiting for the offensive lineman to show up. Yeah, there's lot, there's lots of great memories. So this is why you guys, if you're close and you can afford it and you can do it, go out to Cowboys training camp. Because uh, I've never been out there and I've always wanted to go. Um, but it just seems like some of the things that you get to see behind the scenes and you know just the practices and you get to see kind of how guys interact. Um, man, it's it, it's so much fun. So. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to hearing about it, Landon. I think you're going to have a lot of fun out there. You're going to do some shows for us yep. for the Lockdown Cowboys uh, podcast out there. Uh, a special guest or two maybe oh, we might have. Definitely. So, uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Lockdown Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next week.